0: From the wizarding world of Harry Potter at Universal Studios, it's Hogwarts, a podcast. You know them, and you love them, so here are your hosts, Dan and Anna. Hey everyone, welcome to a special bonus episode of Hogwarts, a podcast. I'm your host Dan, and Anna is with me.
1: Hi, everyone.
0: But before we get into this bonus episode, we'd like to just thank our friend Drew, who put together that wonderful intro you just heard and voiced it. We so
1: love you, and it's my favorite. He,
0: if you don't know, he's the one that always helps us put together our intros and our break sounds and all that kind of fun stuff. And uh, if you want to check him out, he does a fantastic F1 podcast called Outlap F1. So check him out on that, and uh, just another shout-out to Drew for being just amazing. Amazing. So this is a special bonus episode. Uh, Currently, as we are currently sitting, as you're listening to this, we are in Universal Studios Orlando, and we just went to the Wizarding World. So there's a lot we have to say on this topic. Thank you so
1: much. Amazing day.
0: Um, Yeah, it was a full day. I, I mean, cool we life. essentially spent the vast majority of the day uh, from open to close. We had some other excursions into the greater Universal Studios. We
1: did. Majority was at Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Vast
0: majority, yeah. Um, so we have a couple of shout-outs that we want to give. Definitely. Uh, and we have a couple of cool things we want to talk about. But we'll kind of go through our day from beginning to end and kind of give our breakdown of what we thought of all the things that we saw.
1: Hopefully that helps you if you're coming.
0: Yeah. Um, I know... H and H Drinks actually commented on our yeah. Instagram that uh, they haven't been yet, and they were thinking about going and wanting to be there. So um, again, H and H stands for Hallows and Horcruxes, if I'm not mistaken. I believe that's right. And he makes specialty cocktails. Oh uh, you could check him out at H and H Drinks on Instagram. Yeah, so those look delicious. Um, but uh, so we started off in Diagon Alley, and
1: because that is the way to enter the Wizarding World.
0: Yes. Um, and by the way, check us out on Instagram and you'll see some of our pictures and some yes. of our, like, as we went through everything. Um, I, th- I think you got a great picture, or maybe it was on our story, of us actually going yes. through, mm-hmm. the, through the the that. bricks. Mm-hmm. So what are your kind of impressions from Diagon Alley? Where do you want to start?
1: Oh, well, I mean, it's... Spectacular as you come through that wall and kind of walk around the wall and see Diagon Alley. I feel like it's exactly as you would picture it from the book, Screen Knots with the dragon right there in front of you. Um, it's very immersive. Very, very immersive. It's very cool.
0: Yeah, that's a good way to put it because you feel they did a really good job of making every inch of that place feel like you're in that world.
1: Would recommend taking time to actually walk it. Like, even if it's not right as you go through, just really take the time to walk by the storefronts, take in the details. There's so many small nods to just all sorts of things.
0: I almost sprained my ankle (laughs) when I stopped on a dime and caught sight of a barber shop, a wizarding barber shop in Diagon
1: Specific excitement. If you've been listening,
0: yeah. If you've been listening to her podcast, we uh we've mentioned that from time to time about like does Harry ever get his hair cut? I don't know. We never hear. Anyway. Um uh, so I again I nearly sprained my ankle stopping on he a did. dime to to, to to see that. Um but uh yeah. Um
1: We started right by going straight for the ride that Diagon Alley has. They just have the one ride, um Escape from Green Gods. And we went there just to try and keep our line weight down.
0: Yeah, we, we tried to beat the crowd. Uh, there I think was, we did a pretty good job. Oh, I think we did a fantastic job. Because when we got there, uh, the line weight was roughly 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. And by the time we left the ride, it was approaching, if not already, at an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got in there perfectly. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the ride itself?
1: Um, I mean, it's you know same immersion same fantastic attention to detail very fun walking through the bank and seeing all the goblins and their personality the ride itself is not my favorite both harry potter or just ride in general um i feel like it's a little too stop and go Mm. i feel like there's not enough ride it's a very screen heavy um and please don't include hermione if you're not going to have emma watson or at least someone who is somewhat able to do an impersonation of Emma Watson, be Hermione.
0: I guess I should... Spoiler,
1: it's not Emma Watson.
0: Speaking of spoilers, I should just point out, since this is a bonus episode, anything's up for grabs. Oh, yeah. (laughs) There there might be spoilers from all of the books, so if that's uh, no-go for you, that's a warning five minutes in. Um, But I I like the ride. I agree with you, it's not my favorite. Mm -hmm. Um, It's still
1: worth going It's enjoyable. yeah.
0: Uh, there's a couple of highlights, you know, that I love. Honestly, it's a show. I mean, they just put mm-hmm. on a really good show. Um, they make you wear these 3D goggles, which do come into play.
1: They do, most definitely. And it's a definitely. good
0: 3D, um, where stuff is, like, coming at it. Man, mm-hmm. the first row, I'd be like, wow. True. <laughs> that would be all up in your face.
1: Sorry, you mentioned the first row. It is worth mentioning, the ride vehicle is... Unusual the way you sit in it,
0: stacked, it's like a stacked. You're
1: very, yeah, like they brace your legs, you can sink down. So, be prepared for maybe maybe test it out if you're worried about riding. And controls. they asked me
0: a very particular question. <laughs> this is so funny. They I, look, I'm a large human being, and the guy looks at me as he's trying to figure out what line we're going to go yeah. into to board the, the tram or the actual vehicle, and he goes. Uh, sir, how tall are you?
1: Because I thought I was going on this ride alone.
0: <laughs> and I said 6'4", and he's like, okay, line three. And we assumed it was like, oh, is there like a part of this ride that, you know, if I'm too tall, I might get like injured or something like that. Because I do know that there are, uh, obviously, if you've ever been to a theme park, they do have height requirements. Sure. Usually they're taller than. Right. Uh, I've never, I don't point. remember
1: ever seeing I've one. only seen
0: one. And it was in Six Flags in Gurney, Illinois. Um, and that was like, do not exceed a certain height because there was a very thin slot that the roller coaster had to go through. Well, only, I can't only think time. of
1: anything like that from the screen I can't ago. think
0: of anything either. Yeah. So what we decided was uh, they wanted to put me in the last row so I wouldn't block the vision <laughs> of any of the other rows behind me, which is fine. It's just an odd question to get right out the gate. Um, as far as the ride goes, uh, I think, um, I like the show. It, it features, uh, Bill Weasley, which I think is an interesting kind of addition. And obviously the trio show up in it to your point, not Emma Watson's voice pointedly, but you did say as the ride was ending, (laughs) as the ride was ending, she looks at me and goes, I'm such a nerd.
1: It still made me emotional, you guys. It (laughs) did. Just, the trio takes time out from, if you've read Deadly Hallows, you know them and their dragon from Gringotts, and that's the whole story, and they take time out from that to rescue us, and I just love Harry Potter. Uh,
0: So... In the first 10 minutes of this episode, you get our two biggest nerd moments. You get that moment from Anna, and you got me almost breaking my ankle to see a barber shop in Diagon Alley. So you could tell how our day started. It was good. It was good.
1: And it kept going well.
0: It kept going very well. We visited a couple of shops. Uh, we stopped at Florine Fortescue's Ice Cream, Mm because I had never actually gotten ice cream there. You
1: had. I had. I had gotten Butterbeer the first time I went to Diagon Alley.
0: And I got Butterbeer this time, which was an interesting comparison because you said it was different.
1: Yeah. I, the last time I was at Wizarding World of Harry Potter and Diagon Alley specifically was, gosh, I'm not really sure, maybe 2016-ish, 2015-ish. And I didn't think the butterbeer saucer was anything special. I remember being very, like, whatever. But yours was completely different. I thought it was quite delicious. He let me try some.
0: Yeah, it was a vanilla base with, like, this butterscotch Mm -hmm. uh, drizzle over it, swirl kind of thing going on. I thought it was quite good. It wasn't, like, an overwhelming butterscotch flavor. No, definitely not. Um, It was really nice, actually. (laughs) So... It and they melted. Got some
1: wild flavors at foreign and Fortescues if you want to branch out from strawberry
0: probably. and peanut butter mm-hmm. combo. I don't know how Pearl I've, Grain, I've...
1: lavender, Yeah, eye. Yeah, it was wild.
0: Uh it it melts super quick it in does. the Orlando heat. Yeah. So this He's uh no melt ice cream that you see from time to time in some of these shops, don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> um false advertising. Uh we also ended up getting some drinks that uh, Anna discovered on like, was it a full secret menu kind of thing or?
1: So Dying Alley, as far as I know, it might also apply to the secret menu. The secret menu I know specifically applies to the Head, which we'll talk about later once we make it over to Hog'smead. Yeah. Um, if you are, you know, so inclined to imbibe and are 21 and older, obviously in the States, um, they have a couple of Wizarding World exclusive beers. And one Wizarding World exclusive whiskey, that's supposed to be fire whiskey. And then the two, the there's a couple of beers, actually. The ones that were in Diagon Alley, we had them at the Fountain of Fair Fortune, mm-hmm. um, was Dragon Scale, which is supposed to be like an IPA, so we did not try. And then the one I did try was Wizard's Brew, which was more of like a porter stout. And it was tasty. It was It was good.
0: Yeah, definitely a darker, heavier beer.
1: Right. So maybe not for everybody in that Florida heat, but I very much enjoyed it. It was a good beer.
0: I ended up going with what they referred to as Fire Strongbow, uh, which was the fire whiskey kind of drink, which I felt was pretty tasty. It was lighter. It was definitely lighter. So it paired well with the Florida heat. Uh, I quite enjoyed it. I thought it was very, very
1: good. It was
0: tasty. I never thought to pair Strongbow like apple cider kind of yeah. beer with a whiskey, but it right. worked which really very, well.
1: It was kind of like a cinnamon. Honestly, it was kind of just like a better version of Fireball. I a think. much
0: better version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so it was, yeah.
0: Now we had it there because the Leaky Cauldron, which we wanted to go to, had a 45-minute wait. Right. Uh, so be prepared. And that was
1: probably around, what, noon-ish?
0: Yep. Uh, so if you're on a little bit of a time crunch or you're trying to fit a lot of stuff in, make that decision on if you want to eat at Leaky Cauldron or Three Broomsticks yeah. and plan accordingly for that. And if you want to eat at the Leaky Cauldron, that's cool. But when it was around lunchtime, there there was a significant weight.
1: smelled good. It Wouldn't smelled amazing.
0: Uh, traditional English fare. I'd I say it's fair to describe it, right? Like fish oh, and chips, shepherd's pie.
1: The Leaky Cauldron has a dish that the Three Broomsticks does not have, called the Toad in the Hole, and I would recommend that if you do go to Leaky Cauldron. It was tasty, and it was fun, and yeah.
0: There you go. So, uh, we went down, because we had to, we went down Nocturne Alley, which I love Mm -hmm. how they have it set up. Anna said at the beginning of this that it's very immersive, and Mm -hmm. they even do Nocturne Alley right, because honestly, if you blink, you would walk right past it.
1: Yeah, that's true. You
0: kind of have to know it's there, because the sign that they have is small. small little arrow sign that says Nocturne Alley down a very dark alleyway. Very dark.
1: Like, be careful. I feel like it would be very easy to trip and fall.
0: Yes. If you have some difficulties walking or uh, seeing of any kind, be careful, because the steps are somewhat uneven, especially coming in and out of the shop.
1: Cobblestone, yeah.
0: Yeah, so that could get a little perilous, I suppose. Definitely. Um, but I... Look, I'm a Ravenclaw. I love the light side of magic. We but, are
1: in Dumbledore's army.
0: But that being said, I think Nocturn Alley is so cool.
1: It's definitely... you. If you're there, you need to stop by it. I, it is a very, very cool. Borgen
0: and Burks is such a fascinating shop.
1: So many cool, like... Artifacts, props, whatever word you want both. to use. They have
0: yeah. the necklace and the uh, the hand yeah. um, from um, Half Blood Prince. For you. Yeah. And the uh,
1: Vanishing Cabinet.
0: They have the Vanishing Cabinet, which is featured prominently in the corner. Plus, just a bunch of really cool shirts with logos that you don't find everywhere Dementor yeah. shirts, mm-hmm. Dark Mark shirts. Uh, and there was even some good, like, Deathly Hallows type shirts. Very cool
1: Deathly Hallows. Very
0: cool stuff. And then, I just loved some of the Death Eater things that they had. Mm. They had, like, cheap Halloween plastic masks. But, but they also had, like, movie prop Mm. level Death Eater masks that were very art inspired, uh, very artistic. And they had, uh... One of the cooler things that I thought they had was a wand holder.
1: Oh, yeah. I've never seen anything like it before. And
0: neither have I. It's essentially... It's uh, the dark mark. It is the dark mark. Yeah. And they had little shelves coming off of the dark mark that he... I think there were four wands put on it. There
1: were quite a few. Four there, or five. Yeah,
0: there were quite a few. It was really cool to actually see that. Very cool. So they, you know... Uh, <laughs> I'm not one that'll ever get a dark mark tattoo... That being said, some of the stuff that had the dark mark on it was very There were cool. a
1: couple of things both of us were kind of sort of tempted to buy, which I feel like is out of the norm for us to be looking at dark mark type things to be buying.
0: Out of all of the shops in Diagon Alley or Hogsmeade, I'm the most tempted to buy something at Borgen and Burks, which I don't know what that wow. says about me. Oh,
1: yeah, I don't know either. I
0: don't know. But, um, yeah. Is it is, a, it is a, just a fantastic shop. Some of the other shops we went into were uh, obviously we went into Weasley's Wizard Wheezes Yes. Which I love I think the for me, the best part of that shop is honestly the storefront. Cause it literally has him taking off the hat they with do, the rabbit. They
1: have all of the like ad window advertisements that the Weasleys. You
0: particularly chuckled had. at the you know poo one.
1: It's my favorite. <laughs> Why are you worrying about you know who?
0: Okay. Uh, and then the thing that I love most about the inside of the store, and there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. So again, if you have time, really take your time and go through it, even though it's a relatively small store.
1: It's relatively really small, but they have a lot of a lot of their um, merchandise. They actually made the products that the Weasleys themselves made, which is just like I don't know what you decoy would do detonators with
0: them. and yeah. Yeah. I think like it's just a prop staff. you put on your shelf, honestly. Yeah,
1: but it's fun.
0: Uh, The thing I love most about it is they have, as we enter book five, for those listening along with us, they have an umbrage on, like, this trapeze line balancing cauldrons or whatever. I I personally enjoy that every time I walk in there. Uh, Now, that shop is actually attached to two others. It's attached to a sweets shop, Mm -hmm. and it's attached to quality Quidditch supplies. Um,
1: That place had a lot of cool stuff.
0: Yeah. Honestly, of of those two... Uh, that are attached to Weasley's, Wizard Wheezes. I prefer the Quidditch shop. I Ooh. think it more closely resembles what I think in Diagon Alley. And it's, there. like you said, it has some cool stuff in it. Yeah. Uh, any shops that kind of stuck out to you?
1: Um, I wouldn't call it a shop necessarily, but they do have it's more of like an outdoor like open to the public type shop where they're selling wands and they market it as gregorovich's instead of hollanders mm-hmm. yep um and that that was um we had a fun experience there particularly today so
0: yeah uh first of all, it drew our eye because there were some really cool wands mm-hmm.
1: that Just were, they were lined actually featured up on display uh
0: one was particularly like uh. Cr- it almost looked like a pink crystal Mm -hmm. as the handle and it just drew our eye we walked over and Brian uh, was there a guy named Brian from Joliet, Illinois so if if you know us we're based in Illinois so we chatted about that with him very knowledgeable guy uh, really knew his stuff actually delved deep himself into all of this wand lore to figure out whose wands these specifically were. Well, one thing he
1: told us, if you're worried that any of the wands you're seeing at Wizarding World of Harry Potter are not actually wands that were seen in the movies or attached to a character, he informed us, no. Actually, every wand that is sold at Wizarding World of Harry Potter, you can find on film. So that's what he was deep diving into to try and figure out which Death Eater wand belonged to which Death Eater, which we always like a fellow nerd.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, I, there were, like I said, there were some really cool ones there that uh, kind of attracted our attention. Another thing that attracted our attention was the Tale of the Three Brothers right. show. Right. Yeah,
1: Beatle the Bard puts on performances. As does Celestina Warback. We didn't see her, but we did take the time to watch Beatle the
0: Bard. We heard her in the background as yeah. we were going around.
1: She sounded great, but highly recommend trying to catch a performance of Deathly Hallows The three brothers. It is um short, so it's not gonna eat up a lot of time in your day, but it's it was
0: fantastic. It's under a mostly shaded area, Mm -hmm. so I mean you're not like baking, baking in the heat. Uh and yeah, they do a fantastic job with that telling. Uh they use a lot of props, puppets. Mm -hmm. Uh they have, you know, a couple of big moments throughout the performance that kind of draw your attention. But oh yeah, if you could find that well done. Definitely go see it. And um, really quick before we jump to the Hogwarts Express and Hogsmeade, I will say we did have a poll on one of our earlier episodes, I think it was literally book one, when we go to Diagon Alley for the first time, you'll find a poll that's, other than a Hollivander's. what shop in Diagon Alley would you be most interested in visiting? And the winner of that poll so far, it's open for a long, long time, so feel free to go vote, but the leader in the clubhouse right now is Flourish and Blotts. The, the bookstore. I
1: think that's the one I voted for.
0: It's, it, well, I mean, it's a very cool shop. And in the window, you see a wonderful, magical me, Gilderoy Lockhart. So. Um, Which going
1: back to, make sure you check out those storefronts. You can't actually go yeah. in. It's not an actual bookstore, but it's still cool.
0: Yep. It's a really cool shop. So, we then take the Hogwarts Express, as you do, from Diagon Alley yes. to Hogsmeade. Uh, what were your thoughts on kind of the train ride?
1: I love the train ride it's fun walking through King's Cross um we had a little bit of an interesting discussion we've both taken it both ways now and in my past experience taking it from Hogsmeade to Diagon Alley nothing special happened which there was a little more excitement taking it from Diagon Alley to Hogsmeade I would still recommend doing it that way because that is the legit way but um it's fun
0: yeah, uh, I I really enjoyed it. You get put in, um, you know, with other people. It, it's you get... actual
1: carriage ride. Mm-hmm. Shadows moving outside in the corridor. Um, obviously, it's like a screen of some sort, but stuff for you to look at out the window.
0: Yep, uh, it's it's brief but memorable.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I would definitely say. You um, can
1: only do it if you buy park-to-park tickets. If you are familiar right. with Universal, Orlando, there's Universal Studios, and then there's Islands of Adventure. Obviously, of course, Universal is going to put Harry Potter parks in both. So the only way you can ride the Hogwarts Express is if you have a park-to-park ticket.
0: Right. Um, I If you're coming to Orlando, do both. Yeah. And do and do the Hogwarts Express. It is worth worth it. And if you get the park-to-park, you can... Keep going on the Hogwarts Express and Bounce Between Parks if you really wanted to. We were unable to come back from Hogsmeade just because we ran out of time. But uh, we had planned on it. (laughs) Just (laughs) ran out of time. Because we enjoyed Hogsmeade so much. Yes. So, uh, gosh, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the rides of Hogsmeade?
1: I mean, yeah. There's more rides in Hogsmeade, and I think they're better.
0: Yeah. So... (laughs) Anna and I got very, very lucky in that the first ride we chose in in Hogsmeade is the Hog, uh, Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. Correct. In the Hogwarts Castle, so we went in there and we were able to just walk. Right, it said there was like a twenty we or said thirty. It was minute. a
1: thirty-five minute wait, and you guys, we like sped. Walked we walked right through it.
0: the entire thing. To be right fair, the ride. it probably took us a good five, ten minutes just to walk we're the sure. line
1: because they they. We're planning for there to be long queues for this ride, um, but even if you do have to wait in line for a little bit, it, it's there's so much fun stuff to look at as you walk through.
0: Oh, my gosh. Oh there's my so goodness. much to look at, and sometimes if there is some uh, a lot of people in there, sometimes a the line will feel longer than it is because people are stopping to take pictures that or watch true. part of the shows that are going on. Which,
1: like, I almost kind of recommend you do. like,
0: Some of it's really cool. Yeah.
1: Just, just tell man. people
0: to keep on going. If they're exactly. really, like, pressing up against you, just let, yep. them, let them go ahead because it's worthwhile. Especially if you're going for the first time.
1: Soak it in. It
0: was neither of our first times doing this ride. Therefore, we did it three times in a row, back to back to back. <laughs> Real quick. Literally, exit... And enter and exit and enter. So uh, we obviously uh, you know, the first time I took that ride, it struck a chord with me. I loved of it, and I think it's the for me it's the best Harry Potter experience because the ride itself is fun. I think it's a fun it interactive. A fun ride. Actually, uh, it's a much ride. better
1: mixture of props, ride, and screen.
0: Yeah. It it actually if you're Disney fans just haven't been to Universal it reminds me a little bit of Soarin and the fact that it makes you feel as if you are flying and yes. dipping and diving even yeah. though you are very much not really you are rotating though
1: you are be prepared to be moving around in the ride vehicle and if you can try and get the seat all the way to the right yeah if you're okay if with you're being in the
0: seat facing out get the one all the way to by the right fire, the
1: fire breathing dragon.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, there's some really cool parts to that. Oh, there are. And it's it's so, it's so much emotional.
1: fun. If you love yeah. Harry Potter, you have to go on it.
0: Yeah. Um, pro tip, the camera is right around in the oh, right. spider area. So if, if you're waiting for that, uh, you know, I know a lot of people like to do their fun posts <laughs> or whatever. Uh, there's that opportunity. But, oh, gosh, I love that ride.
1: Likewise. My favorite.
0: Now, uh, the other ride that we went on, uh, that was a significantly longer actual wait.
1: And from what I've been told, it is pretty much always a significant wait. I would say it's worth it though.
0: So, when we first looked it up, when we were thinking about leaving Diagon Alley. let what
1: it is. It's Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure. Yeah,
0: it's a long name. Uh, but when we were looking up that ride in Diagon Alley, it was about a 95 minute wait. Mm-hmm. And by the time we ended our three runs on uh, on the Hogwarts Castle ride, it got all the way down to a very easy-ish 80 minutes, and it was all of those 80 minutes. That was like a legit wait, and that line was long.
1: It was. We were lucky enough, we made some line friends. Actually, they were kind of all-day friends. Yeah. We're sorry, we never got your names. If you're listening... <laughs> You guys were awesome.
0: Three uh, teachers. We miss
1: you. Yes.
0: There were three teachers. Um, one I'm fairly certain was from Louisiana. I don't know 100% where the other two were from.
1: Yeah. They seemed kind of local, but they were fun. So, yep. Thank you, line friends.
0: Yep. And that made a difference because, again, we, no that's, they had like different zones and different points where you're like, oh, maybe we're getting close. No, no, you're not.
1: They do have a single rider line, but from what we were told from our friends, usually shaves off maybe 20-ish minutes. So up to you if that's worth it, if you're part of a group.
0: And honestly, I'm, I'm thankful that my first time on the ride was with someone I knew. Oh, yeah. And it was right. just the two of us, because the ride itself is literally the, the bike, the motorcycle, and a sidecar. Mm-hmm. So if it's two of you, or four, or six, or eight, or whatever even number... You guys get to pair up and then, yeah. you know, be with someone. I think it's better if you're oh, with someone, course. you know. Yeah. Um, I was on the actual motorcycle and I was in the sidecar. Please. And, oh my gosh, it was so fun. It was so fun. It was.
1: It's an unusual ride. It's very unique and very fun. This I feel like we shouldn't spoil for people. Just go and experience it. Just
0: go and experience it. It's a blast. Yeah. Uh, we both had a lot of fun. We both, like marinated on it for the next probably like hour definitely um if and we would have gone back on it immediately had the line Line, not also still been plus 60 plus minutes easy yeah but uh yeah so plan ahead for that one Mm -hmm. but definitely worthwhile doing uh where we ate um we actually decided to eat at the three broomsticks which was interesting because um the line was fairly long and outside in the sun. Yes. So be prepared for that and a broader sunscreen.
1: Also, pro tip, which they do not really explain how ordering is going to work. This isn't my favorite thing that we experienced at Universal, but you can place your, you're going to have to order via mobile app. So make sure you've downloaded their app. You can order in advance. And then when they actually seat you at your table, you can just press the button that, okay, I've been seated. And once you do that, your food gets to you very quickly, but go ahead and while you're waiting out there baking in the sun, look at the menu, decide what you want order so that you're almost eating immediately when you sit down.
0: I I would highly recommend that. Uh, Even though we didn't do that, we got there and I I swear we got our food in like five minutes. Yes. And I'm not exaggerating like, like literally five minutes been
1: eating so much quicker if we didn't me- have to mess around with our well, phones and figure
0: out like that's how we were ordering. as soon as we sat down it probably yeah. like gotten to us which and it was is, good it was good we it was much better than I was chips. expecting yeah very yeah very nice. we both got fish and chips you got a tea and I got a lemonade. all good mm-hmm. um, so the three broomsticks six was a solid choice we did grab a couple more drinks at the hogs head sure. I think you had another note on one of the other drinks
1: yeah, so Dan got the same thing, but I tried one of the other exclusive beers. It was a Hog's Head, it was a Red Ale. It, if you're familiar with Schmidt's, it was basically drinking that, so very tasty, but don't expect anything overly different from normal beer. Yeah. It was tasty. Yeah. They do have that secret menu mentioned earlier, you can easily find online, but...
0: Yep. So, I and that one I like better, because there wasn't really a way you can just go right up, Yeah. get to the bar, get your drink, and, mm-hmm. and get out. Neither of us had butter beer on this trip. It's true. So both of us have been blessed in our travels to go different places and have a couple of different types of butter beer. And uh, I don't know if you had this experience in London. because gone to the, have mm-hmm. you gone to the studios? Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if you had this experience, but when I went to get butter beer in London, he asked me if I had been to Orlando and I tried the butter beer there. And I said, no, I hadn't been at that time. And he's like, Oh, that's fine, ours is better. And then when I, I was with that. then when I was in Orlando, the same guy or not the same guy, but a guy I mentioned that story to who was working there was like, Oh no, ours is better. So apparently there's a rivalry between Orlando and London. Of
1: course.
0: Ironically, my favorite butter beer was actually in Chicago. Agreed. At the Magic at Play. And it's I know the that's, only one
1: I've actually enjoyed.
0: That's not everybody's. I know some of my friends disagree with that, but uh, I actually really enjoyed it at Magic at Play in Chicago. So take... I don't
1: remember enjoying it overly much at Wizarding World, but still, yeah. if you've never had it, you should still get it because it's Butterbeer.
0: Yep. Uh, so that was kind of some of the food choices. We did stop in at Honeydukes just to get a Chocolate Frog mm-hmm. and the Chocolate Frog card because why wouldn't you? <laughs> so
1: One thing should be mentioned, we didn't do as much looking through the stores in Hogsmeade, but I did notice different... Things. There were some things in Hogsmeade, specific to Hogsmeade, that were not in Diagon Alley and vice versa. So, if you're not going back and forth and you see something you really like, maybe think about picking it up when you see it, because it's not necessarily going to be in the
0: other That's part. true. And I know um, there are some specific shops that only have specific things, mm-hmm. like uh, you had to find single postcards at the Owl Post right, yeah. versus buying packs of, packs of 10 at some right. of the other shops. Mm-hmm. So just be aware that some shops might have different variations of what you're trying to look for. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, there's also embroidery options at a lot of these places, which right. we were looking at. We were. So, <laughs> um, you know, there's a lot of different options. I guess my biggest advice is don't be afraid to ask.
1: True. That is like, good advice. They're very Everybody helpful. very kind. yeah. Now very
0: kind, know. very helpful. They work there. They know that shop <laughs> in and out. Honestly, most of these shops are really small. Yeah. So they really know this shop. So ask if you mm-hmm. don't know. And then they'll probably tell you, like, oh, sorry, you don't have that. Go down to the bottom of the hill at this I'll store. Give
1: yourself some time so then you can mm-hmm. do more. One thing we didn't do both Diagon Alley and Hogsmeade has Ollivanders. Like Dan said, both of us have been blessed. We've both experienced it before, so we did not take the time to do it today. But if you are looking to buy a wand, you should go to Ollivander's and experience it. It's
0: great. It um, made me cry. <laughs> I do love the show. It's it's geared a little bit more towards uh, children for the most part, but it's for us older Harry Potter fans, yeah. it's cool to see the ceremony regardless Definitely. take place and the whole pomp and circumstance of the thing. Um, I know you have your fair share of wands.
1: I have four.
0: Yeah, and I only have the one, but I chose to get quote unquote, a unique one, like an individual one that's not representative of a character because I don't, for me, my thought process is, well, I don't want Sirius's wand, I want my own wand. Sure. Um, as cool as all of those wands were, um, that's my thought process on it. Which wands do you have?
1: I have James, of course. Of course. Stunner. <laughs> and then I have Harry, Ron, and Hermione.
0: Okay. Before we get off the wand thing, I want to go back to Diagon Alley for a second. Yeah. And our hangout at Gregorovich's, yes, because as Anna was talking to our good friend Brian from Juliet, uh, (laughs) she was trying to figure out what the wands were, and she's like, "Nope, don't tell me.
1: Yes, don't
0: tell me what they are. I want to guess." And she's going through the wands, and then this little adorable girl comes up, she's great, and goes, "What's that one?" and starts quizzing Anna on the different wands, (laughs) which I highly enjoyed. But you did a very good job
1: I enjoyed it too she was great
0: so shout out to you yes. if, if you're listening thank
1: you for actually making my day young lady <laughs> the,
0: the mom was like sweetie they they're just trying to like let them go about their wand picking and uh, both Anne and I are like you don't understand how it just in, how much enjoyment we are getting from this right now but um, the other thing uh, speaking of interacting with people is we did an Instagram live mm-hmm. from Hogsmeade in front of the castle and we want to thank those that uh, came out I know Elizabeth spent some time uh, we got um, we got a couple of different people we would like to say another shout out to Anna underscore Snape 2016 who was interacting with us a lot in the Instagram live happy birthday to you Um, but yeah it was a cool experience it was a different way to interact It was, yeah. and uh, we hope we can do it again in the future sometime if we can find a, a decent spot to do it so uh, in the meantime, do you have anything else?
1: No, just if you are able to, it is definitely Wizarding World of Harry Potter Orlando is amazing.
0: I think the only thing we didn't mention was we didn't go on, I think it's the Flight of the Hippogriff. Correct. Um, which both of us have been on, and we've. It's fine. It's a fine ride.
1: It's, I think, geared more for the younger riders, but it's more intense than like a younger rider ride at like a carnival. Right. So it's fun, but
0: it's a roller coaster, but it's yeah. a low level if roller. If you're looking coaster.
1: for more intense roller coasters, don't take time out of your day to go on it. Yeah,
0: we we thought about it and then we just come off of the the Hagrid's ride and we're just like we can't we can't end on fight of the hippogriff. We got to end here. <laughs> so uh so yeah. Uh anything else? I think we're pretty much wrapped it up. So if you have any questions for us, look mm-hmm. us up on Instagram or on Twitter at Hogwartsapod. and you can give us uh, any kind of comment or question, and we'll be happy to get right back to you. We're going to enjoy the rest of our time in Orlando. Yes, we, <laughs> we are. We have a lot planned. We are. If anybody's Star Wars fans out there, we got a big Star Wars day <laughs> ahead of us tomorrow. But um, we loved interacting with everybody that that was around us today, and we appreciate all of that we are so excited to get ready for book five which will be coming out starting saturday saturday morning we're dropping that first chapter of order of the phoenix so get ready for that jen and elizabeth on that episode look out so with that i'm dan
1: anna says bye
0: thank you guys for listening and we'll see you again on saturday Bye. thank you for listening to hogwarts a podcast